Welcome to the All Your Decisions Podcast. If you are looking for a personal development podcast that is unfiltered and authentic, you've come to the right place. Each week, we bring you the best ways to make better decisions in every aspect of your life. Get ready for an up-close and personal conversation with your hosts, where they will discuss how to lead a better life through better decisions. And now, here are your hosts, Pete and CK. Is that there are new HDB rules regarding housing, public housing, that's going to come up in the prime areas. Okay, in the prime areas. So guys, to save you a truck bucket loads of time trying to figure out what is the new rule, how does it compare, things like that, I've done a table for you, okay? So how does it work? Let's dive straight into it. The first one is this. I will categorize it as three types over here right now. Okay, three types. Huh? The first one is BTO flats. That means these are non-prime housing currently known as BTO, right? HDB housing in non-prime area anywhere. Okay, then there's this BTO resale, which is actually the current resale market. But to separate it from the new one, I call it the BTO resale. That means resale HDB at non-prime areas. But there's a new one called PLH, Prime, what was it called? Public, Prime Land Housing or something like that. Let me, let me go back to it. Prime Location Housing, sorry, okay? Prime Location Housing, PLH, and the rules of this Prime Location HDBs applies the same regardless is it new or resale. That's why I put them together. Okay, so you guys get it? You guys get it, yeah? So I say this again, huh? BTO is the current BTO, but in the non-prime area. The BTO resale are the resale in the non-prime area. The one in the middle is both BTO for prime area and resale for prime area. Okay? So first one, let's look at it. In terms of who can qualify, the first one is this, right? The new rule states that for BTO in the prime area or PLH, even with resale, okay? you need at least one Singapore citizen to apply. Whereas the rest of the Singapore for general resale, okay, one Singapore permanent residence at least will be enough. Okay, so at this point in time, it is just telling you the BTO in the prime areas and even if they are resale in the future, you need to have at least one Singapore citizen to in order to apply. So it's stricter, right? It's stricter. Huh? A full Permanent residence family cannot apply for this at this point in time, from what I know. Okay? Hey, guys. By the way, uh, before I continue further, uh, if you feel that this HDB housing rule is going to affect your friends and family, all right, do help me to press the share button right now. Share it to whoever you think can benefit from this because I'm going to fully summarize this so that once you watch this, you read this, you don't have to watch any other one again. Already, all right? It's enough. Okay? So... Press the share button, press the like button also, all right? Share on YouTube, share on Facebook so that everybody can benefit, okay? Next one, what type of family you must have? Right? Not just Singapore citizen, huh? you must also be a qualified married couple or any other scheme that falls under the married scheme, basically, okay? This is also stricter. Why? Because the current resale actually allows single above 35-year-old to buy any flat they want. But in the prime areas in the future, even the resale will exclude the singles. Okay, will exclude the singles. Now, Judy is asking, what is prime? Is it Toa Payoh, Bishan, Amokyo? Judy, no. Currently, 
they are saying this new rule only apply to new housing that's coming up. That means they, they are not going to apply it retrospectively, right, to housing that are already built. But that brings a problem, which I'll share with you later, okay? Now, in terms of income ceiling, is there an income ceiling, okay? So currently, yes, for even for the normal BTO, the income ceiling is 14K, and this will also apply for the prime land housing, including the resale in the prime land housing or prime location housing, okay? Whereas the current resale market, there is no income ceiling. That means if you didn't buy a BTO, if your salary is like 30K, right? Like just now we talked about SRS where your income is really high, right? 320K, you can still buy a HDB resale. No problem. So long it is not in this prime location housing that is going to be slated in the future, okay? Now, MOP period. Now, this is the one that everybody would have already heard because this is the most obvious news, okay? Is that the prime land housing, okay, going to have an MOP of 10 long years. Dun, dun, dun. 10 years, guys. Not five, not six, not seven. 10 years. Now, I've yet to verify whether the resale in the prime location housing is also 10 years, but I believe so. Okay, so I just put it here first. Okay, so this is one big problem. Okay, later I'll share with you why is the problem. Huh? Now, can you rent out the whole flat? The answer is in this case, no. Even if it's resale, take note. Huh? Even if it's resale, the answer is no. You cannot rent out the, 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 the whole house. You can rent out rooms. Okay, you can rent out rooms. Everybody can rent out rooms, spare rooms, but you cannot rent out the whole flat. And that creates a problem as well. Okay. And second last is this thing called the subsidy clawback, which is actually quite new. Because in the past, when you buy a BTO or you buy a resale HDB, you do have to pay what we call a resale levy. That means you pay back some of the subsidies if you already bought a BTO or EC in the past and you're buying one more again, right? The keyword is again, okay? But for the PLH and also the resale in PLH, in the future, regardless what you're buying next, you have to pay a percentage of your resale price back to HDB. And I think this is very smart of HDB. Okay, because in the past, your resale levy is packed to a specific amount. That means 30K, 40K, or 50K, right? It doesn't matter your resale price. Even if you make like three, dollars $400,000, they will just ask you to pay back maybe 25K. But in this case, take note, it is a percentage of your resale price. That means... The higher your resale price, the more you pay back in absolute value, right? 3% of a 300,000 flat versus 3% of a $1 million flat is a very big difference, okay? Last but not least, they talk about private ownership and I think this is quite standard. It's just a bit stricter now. It is being lumped together with the BTO. Basically, you must not own or have any interest in a private property or you cannot have, uh, and you have not disposed any of these in the last 30 months. That means you must have no private property and interest under your name for the last 30 months, two and a half years, basically, before you can buy a PLH, both a new one and a resale one. Okay? So yeah, at this point, Benjamin is like, wow, so long, 10 years. <laughs> okay? And uh, Bernard is saying, lower ROI through longer lock-in to promote more permanent housing. I'm not sure whether that will really happen because we are assuming that the price will actually go down. But let's take a look. Uh. The thing is this. 
okay, so for those of you who wonder which area will be first implementing this, all right, it is not going to be implemented to any housing that's already built, that already happened, okay? The first guinea pig, okay, not guinea pig, lah, the first pilot test, <laughs> okay, is at Rocho area, right? This two plot of land that is right beside the Jalan Besar MRT on the blue line, okay, they're going to be almost a thousand three bedrooms and four bedrooms, okay? Uh, including 42 bedrooms rental flat. Okay, two bedrooms rental flat. Wow, very prime location uh, for rental flats. Okay. So this pilot will show how well received these policies are because this is really just freshly rolled out and just, they are going to implement this in November, right? This BTO, sorry, this BTO is going to happen in November. So for those of you who are applying, you can see this and they will announce more details when the BTO comes out. Okay. And new applicants are still kind of trying to figure out what's happening, how to apply. So if we, so the government is trying to see like how will people react to it, okay? Now, my personal view is this. I feel that because right now the applicants are still kind of confused, they don't really know what is going on, they are not watching this Facebook Live, they don't even know what's happening, right? So I think if the price is good, uh, people may still buy that place, okay? People may still buy that place. However, if you are watching this, okay, now, I want you to take in the information, right, and decide for yourself whether this makes sense, okay? I want you to really decide for yourself and, and see if it makes sense. I want to share with you the information first, right? First thing is this, uh, let's look at this Rocho area and where is the nearby competition, uh, okay? Nearby competition. So, let me just make the screen bigger and let me share with you, all right? Over here, this is the uh, Pinnacle at Duxton, okay? And this place is the old one. So the new rule doesn't apply, right? So for Pinnacle Daxton, it's still going to be a five-year MOP. You can rent out the whole place. And now it's a resale. So anybody with any income can buy. You can buy even if you have like a $30,000 income. There is no subsidy clawback if you're buying resale. Okay? So this is the competition for Rojo in 10 years' time when it goes on to resale. Now, why I say this could be a problem? Because... For Rocho, which is here, the resale is still going to have a 10-year MOP. You cannot rent out the whole place. And only for those who have lesser than $14,000 income, whole house income, can buy. That means those who are actually quite rich cannot buy. right? Plus, there's going to be subsidies clawback for the first batch of sellers, those who bought direct they are subsidies with a clawback. So guess what? They want to jack up the price, right? So the government already said in the news article that this is going to be a you know, willing buyer, willing seller thing. But guess what? Will any seller sell at a price whereby the subsidies is not taken care of? Think about it. Do you think so? Do you think, do you think that the government, the, the people will not want to earn the subsidies as well when they sell? What do you think? Okay. So in the face of these two, right? I don't know. To me, this Rocho resale, uh, even when it goes into resale, right, it's just very unattractive. Right? It's just very unattractive because your target group is not going to be the very rich and can pay a lot of money on. You cannot rent it out properly and you have a 10-year NOP and you're likely to pay a higher price because your seller wants to earn back the subsidies. So, which one will you buy? <laughs> right? Which one will you buy? So, the, the thing is this, while I think the government has an if, has a decision to make and their impact is actually trying to lower the housing temperature, make the prime 
location housing cheaper and not so much speculation. But I think with this rollout, they may have an unintended effect because people will just compare the two and decide that this is actually a much better deal. Right? This is also HDB, right? And it has much less restriction. Okay? So let me go through. What are the impact on HDB as a whole? I believe, right? This is my view. Uh. I just want to say this is my view, not, not, not anybody's view. Uh. Is that I think the BTO in such prime areas will already be highly priced by the government, which is why the government said that they're going to push out a lot of subsidies in the first place. Okay? Secondly, since the subsidies will be taken back, actually, there will be no subsidies effect, unlike the real BTO, the, the BTO in the non-prime area, uh, non area. Okay? So, another thing is this. Because the lock-in period is 10 years, uh, guess what? I think there's going to be a mad rush uh, for the bigger units, the four bedrooms. Because guess what, guys? Now, when we buy a place, we are buying a place whereby we can say that, hey, you know, uh, I can sell this in five years' time. So, maybe now I'm a couple with my wife and maybe I have one kid. I'm not going to be so uh, concerned about space. I, I can live with a three-bedroom and then later on, five years later, I'm going to sell it. I'm going to move to a bigger place. But now, once you commit to this prime location housing, PLH, you are committing for 10 years. So you, you need to cater for your future family growth. So guess what? A lot of people will go for the four-bedroom and in the end, it will really drive up the prices. That's my, that's my main takeaway. Okay? Now, the next one, let me just bring up the screen again. The next one is this. With the 10 years MOP and the $14,000 income ceiling, it might end up attracting a group of people that the HDB is not trying to attract in the first place, right? They will end up attracting the wealthy elderly. Who are the wealthy elderly? The wealthy elderly are people who, you know, they have earned their bucket of gold already. They have either flipped a few times property, they make a bucket of gold already. Now they are just looking for a very affordable place, very good location, PLH, right? But for them, they are okay with the 10-year MOP. Why? Because they have lesser need to move, Right? The elderly don't like to move. You go and ask my parents, they hate to move. Okay? So they are quite happy to buy this place. And because these are wealthy elderly, they have flipped their pot of gold. They might be even retired. They have no income. So they will be eligible because the income ceiling is 14K. But if you have no income, it's all okay. Right? But they are cash rich. They could also be your on-block elderly. Okay? So end up, these guys are going to come in and throw money at this housing and it's going to drive up prices. That's my view. Okay. Next one. I think short term, uh, short term. This is going to drive up demand, right? For the existing prime area HDBs resale that are not affected by this rule because this rule is not retrospectively applied. For example, just now I've talked about Pinnacle at Duxton or the Skyview at Dawson, the Alexandra area. These units are already very well sought after. With this new rule, in comparison, they look even better. So I think that's going to be a mad rush for them. Okay, that's what I see. So for those of you who hold houses there, congratulations. The next couple of months, if you're going to offload, you can offload at a very good price. Okay? I think overall, I think uh, there's going to be an unintended consequences uh, of driving higher HDB prices right, in the non-prime area because now people will not apply for the prime area. That means... Uh, because there's so many restrictions and so many uncertainty there. People will say, ah, yeah, safer if I just apply for the current BTO in the non-prime area 
or a current resale in non-prime area. So they will drive the people there, you know, I feel, by implementing all this. So my view is that the unintended consequences is that HDB prices in a non-prime area will go up. That's my view, okay? I could be wrong. I don't know. This is my thinking. Okay, next one. I think Loris is asking uh, how would it affect the private property, right? So let's take a look. So for private property, overall, this is the impact that I think, right? For those who used to be able to afford prime area HDB prices, like, you know, Pinnacle at Duxton, Skyview at Dawson, those are selling for 900K to a million dollars, 1.2. We shall even have like 1.2, 1.3, right? They will start to wonder, maybe it's more worthwhile uh, to buy a condo. Because once again, the condo HDB prices in such places are coming closer and closer and there's lesser restriction. Okay? Next one. $14,000 income ceiling, what will happen? It will actually drive this group of people, right, who are actually in the HDB resale market to buy HDB resale at these prime areas. They will drive them to either buy condo or buy HDB in non-private area, non-prime area or private condominium. Okay? Private condominium. Right? Thirdly, I personally feel if this pilot there works, this pilot works, uh, it will be implemented for future BTO, more BTO. Now, how, how does that affect private? Think about this. Uh. BTO buyers will eventually, some of them, right, around 7 to 8% from what the statistics shows, will upgrade to private. Okay? 7 to 8% of the BTO upgraders will upgrade to a private property after that. But in this case, with this whole 10-year thing, right, your average age of a first-time condo buyer could be as old as 40 years old. How do I calculate that? Very simple. Let's assume you start to apply for your first HDB at 25 years old. Four years later, it built and you collect keys, you collect it at 29 years old. You add 10 years, you can only sell it when you hit 39 or 40 years old before you buy your first private property. Guys, scary enough. 40 years old, eh? for these people uh, who buy these BTOs, 40 years old will be the average age uh, or the earliest age uh, they can buy their first private property. I bought my first private property when I was 27. These guys are only going to do it at 40 years old. So one thing, of course, is going to delay a lot of people's wealth growth, okay? But I would say the good thing uh, for us uh, who already own a condo uh, is that this later entrant uh, to the private property, because they are older, they will work longer, they will have higher buying power, more buying power, okay? So really, current asset holder will get richer as this private property gets further away from the young people. That means uh, in the future, those who buy private property are definitely of a certain age. They are of a certain age. That means they can afford a certain pricing. Okay? So I think overall, I, I feel that condo will be slow to react to this news. But overall, in the long run, if this continues, no change to the rules, uh, I believe it's a good news for private property because it just makes HDB property even more unattractive. Okay? So for those of you who are already holding property like myself, right, and those of you who are in my community, the property repeat community, congratulations. 
this is fantastic news. I can't wait to see the impact on price. And for those of you who are looking to buy your next property, right, I hope you don't wait for too long. Okay? This is happening. The government already stated it already, right? To me, this is kind of like a form of cooling measures, but it's a very weird form that end up driving property prices higher. Okay? So for those of you who haven't got into private property and you are planning to, you have been procrastinating next month, next year, next, don't know how many weeks and quarters, I can tell you, you don't have a lot of time. This is going to happen fast and furious. Okay? So yeah, so this is my takeaway for the latest housing uh, policy that just came out in Singapore. Now, there will be more coming out in the days to come and especially the BTO that's going to happen uh, in November at Rocho. We want to see how that develops. Uh, maybe there are more information. Maybe that will change certain things. But right now, based on what we know, I feel that this is going to really inevitably drive up HDB prices in a non-prime area. Plus, it's going to have a good tailwind and bring up the prices of condominiums as well. Okay? And for those of you who have been planning your property uh, journey, you have no one to look to, no one to guide to, okay? The link is here, bit.ly slash property repeat. Fill in the form, all right? Me and my team will get to you and assist you along the way, all right? Just like so many of you, uh, over here that has already successfully transited, right, your HDB to a private already, right? Like, Yawen. <laughs> okay, sorry, I shouldn't say, Hora, uh. Yawen, yes. We did it. Yes, okay. So, yeah, Benjamin is saying, yeah, a lot of people buying condo since HDB is around the same price. Exactly, exactly. And 10 years is very long, guys. 10 years is very long, okay? So, Benjamin is saying, should we buy private property now? I would say, in general, right, it's not about should you buy. It's if you already have the plan to buy, why not bring your plan forward now that you know things are going to happen, okay? Because it's kind of like you see the tsunami coming, right? Right. If you see the tsunami coming and you can climb to a higher building, uh, climb first. Uh. Why do you want to wait for the tsunami to hit you then you start climbing? What if the tsunami hit you and then fly away? Okay, right? So yes, Laura is saying the MOP for condominiums is only three years, exactly, right? The seller stamp duty period is only three years. The new HDB ruling is dun, 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 10 years, guys. 10 years. Super long. Eh? I would have flipped my prime property three times already. You know, and those guys in prime location HDB are still stuck with one more year to go. Eh? That's how problematic it is. Okay? So guys, for those of you who want to be part of my community member for the property repeat, right? you want me to share with you and help you in your journey, be it you know, how to switch your property from a HDB to a private, or even you're in a private, but maybe not a very good one, how to switch to a better one, all right? We have helped so many of you, and I'm certain we can help you too, okay? So go to the link, bit.ly slash property with Pete. Okay, so now, wow, almost 10 already. I want to go for my run, my usual run. Um, Let me know if you have any questions. Type it in, all right? If you have any questions, let me know. Uh, let me just read some more. Huh? Okay, so Lawrence, I think I answered your question already. Huh? Okay, so I think generally it's going to be good for private property. Okay. Um, Taiyan, Taiyan is asking, oh, this is what? This is about next level portfolio. Okay. What I meant was if I buy the next level property, oh, okay. Yes, Taiyan, I know what you're saying. Okay. So Taiyan, you're saying if you buy the next level portfolio with the SRS account, must you liquidate at, let's say, age uh, 70 or 75? Okay. The answer is no, no need, no need. You don't need to, okay? They have special provisions if 
you invest your SRS money, okay, and you don't withdraw. That means you don't withdraw into your bank. Uh, it's still invested. There's special provision to still wait for you, right? So that eventually when you withdraw or you touch wood, something happen, you pass to your kid, then the tax will kick in. Okay, so the government is quite nice about it, right? They really encourage you to invest the money and don't leave it uh, untouched, okay? So yeah, to answer your question, yes, there's an exception for the investment funds. Okay, Tayan, great question. So Tayan, if you are looking at investing in the next level portfolio, go to my website, investwithpeat.co. Okay, let me just type it in for you. Huh? Investwithpeat.co. Okay, guys, any question, type it in. Huh? There's no silly question one, okay? There's only silly mindset where you don't want to ask questions. <laughs> okay, go to investwithpeat.co for the next level portfolio. Next level. Okay, keep it as casual. I want to keep this as casual as I can. I really enjoy this session and I hope you guys enjoy the session as well. Okay. Um, okay, so great. All right, so Tyson say thanks. Great. Okay, so if no other question, guys, we are at one hour and 15 minutes. I truly enjoy this session. I always look forward to talking to every one of you. All right, uh, for those of you who are here, like Laura's, Benjamin, Yao Wen, right, Kenny, all of you who are here, all right, thank you for being here. And for those of you who are seeing this for the first time, we do this on a weekly and also bi weekly basis, right? So get on to my Telegram group to have all the updates on when are all these live events happening. Okay, if not, that's all I have for you this session. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.